0: Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Gavin. And here we are for episode number 38. We've got our episode numbering right this time. Are you time. sure? Yep, I'm confident. I'm <laughs> confident because having messed it up last time, I'm, I know exactly where we are. <laughs> okay, cool. We've had a bit of a break. I'm going to blame it on that.
1: Yeah, so. went a bit senile, I think, in the break as well. <laughs>
0: Possibly, yeah. Time off uh, from thinking about fencing and yeah. episode numbers. Um, so we'll start with our our usual thanks to our, our lovely sponsors, Leo and Paul. Mm-hmm. They uh, help us to, to go to things and buy stuff and... Generally keep things, keep things largely afloat, uh, ably assisted by our Patreon supporters.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't be shy, go join them. Yes, you're you're going to help us, but between between uh, between us all, because obviously no one else is listening. We like the patrons better than Liam Paul. <gasps> Can I say that out loud. God, uh,
0: you, can't that. you can't say that. I Can't say that because I'm hoping that Liam Paul are going to get VIP tickets in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please.
1: Yeah, that would be lovely. Uh, if anybody wants some, of the cakes are lovely. Do you remember when we did got to the VIPs a few years back? Yeah, we did. And yeah, we had lovely. to pay for it. Well, we had to pay for it then, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we're hoping to avoid paying for it well, and still get some
0: nice cakes and well, champagne.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a share of freeloaders we are. Anyway, um, so on to serious business. Last mm-hmm. time round, we did an interview with Stacey Johnson of the FIE's uh, Women in Fencing uh, Commission. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's have a look at what happened at the FIE Congress, because there is quite... A bit to cover. Mm-hmm. So shall we dive straight in? The two votes mm-hmm. on the 30% uh, minimum gender representation on FIE's councils and commissions. Right. The, the vote for that minimum representation on councils was narrowly passed. Okay. Hurrah. Uh, however, it was a no vote for minimum gender representation of 30%. <laughs> On the FIE commissions. Right. Um, the voting was 89 in favour and 39 against so it doesn't reach the, the 70% required for that proposal yeah. to be passed. By one vote is it not? One vote yes yeah. and out of the countries that had um, delegates there only 95% voted in in this vote and I think that was, that was pretty close to being the highest for any of them votes right. so that makes me think that Four or five of your FIE delegates, our FIE delegates in fact, were, I don't know, in the pub, having yeah. a long lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Just not
1: there, basically. None of, none of
0: the proposals actually had a, a 100% turnout. Okay. So my thoughts on this
1: are that it's utterly shameful, really. That, well, I've been saying uh, that online to anybody that'll listen to me. Because I think it's 2018 and... We're, it's like no, just, just can we just move on with the world because it's we're past the period where people thought that women had to stay at home and raise the children and not do other things, but well, we passed that that was that was like that feels like another another era you know that I can't even remember now,
0: yeah, it's so um,
1: we passed all that stuff, and it's like you know it would be it would be nice if the FIE Congress looked less like a bunch of old men,
0: yeah, very much so, Because um, you gotta remember the, the the people that didn't vote through this proposal are the same people who are voting on all the other proposals, things like your rule changes mm-hmm. and um how we run our sport, how we present it to the world. And I can't help feeling that the FIE in the broader sporting world just looks thoroughly outdated with this decision. I agree. And bearing in mind that at the at the FIE Congress we had the president of the International Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. Thomas Bach there, and he must have come away from that thinking what you know, what is what, this organisation? This? Yeah. this is just Appalling. Mm-hmm. Utterly, utterly appalling. And apparently our glorious leader, Alisher Usmanov gave a, a less than endearing opening to his, his speech <laughs> regarding yes. regarding this vote, which is uh, yeah, at least equally appalling. It sets the tone, I think, for the organisation. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, how often have I how often have I used the word appalled so far? Quite quite, quite a few often. times. But it's
1: shameful. I mean it's utterly sh- I can't believe that they didn't vote for this one. And it's not even you know ugh, they're sort of tired. Like I've been on the in, in internet wars for what feels like most of my life now. And it's not the same tired gender rubbish where people are going, oh, we must have, uh, you know, we can't have women on the... Uh, what are trying to see here? I'm trying to say, look, it's not even like we're saying have more women on the boards than men or something Something like totally strange and complicated. It's just like a small amount of women. Mm. Yes, it's a gender equality. It's It's not... Yes...
0: It's just uh, I can't believe I can't, I,
1: can't, I can't express my my irritation at it. That's, yeah, that's the thing. I'm
0: actually beyond irritation. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely outraged by this. And yeah. what I would say actually is, if you if you feel that this vote doesn't represent you your views in the sport, uh, feel free to approach your president yeah, or your so. your representative at the mm-hmm. FIE and uh, ask them how they voted on this.
1: Well, the, the numbers are in on this stuff. If you look at it in employment and things, if you if you get your if you get your gender equality right, you make better decisions. Um, you make more fluid decisions. Yeah. You have uh, it. Just have everyone has a much better time. Basically. Yeah. Anyway, there's no reason for this not to have be been voted through.
0: No, no, absolutely not. It's uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a disgrace.
1: Yeah. So, moving on On to the rule
0: changes. All oh, right. <laughs> uh, Non-combativity, which we didn't really actually discuss at all in the lead-up to the,
1: no, we the FIE Congress. Because there was a million uh, different flavours of non-competitive.
0: Yeah, two, two, two different ones in the end, I think, put forward yep. by the Rules Commission and two put forward by Sandra Cuomo. Yep. The, in the end, the first one uh, was passed, and apparently it was a big push from the FIE executive and the CEO uh, mm. to vote this through with the big stick of, if we don't, the IOC will hate us. Apparently not the same enthusiasm for...
1: For gender equality? For gender
0: equality, no, that's no. A, a, a small issue. But um, so let's have a let's have a quick talk through what's been been passed. This rule change will come into effect um, after the World Championships mm-hmm. in Budapest. Yep. So basically, halfway through Olympic qualifying, mm-hmm. we're going to have a whole new set of rules for our non-combativity. How how are we going to describe this? Uh, a shot clock, pretty much. Okay, so let's say you and I are fencing, mm-hmm. and. I say I score the first hit mm-hmm. After I don't know, 20 seconds of the fight yep. Or something like that Another minute runs Nobody scores a point Yep Referee calls halt Yes And because I've got the lead You get a red card And I get a point So I'm 2 nothing up Yep Go me That's right We think Third period uh, First period continues mm mm-hmm. uh, We get another minute Yep Still no hit Yep So we're 2 minutes 20 into the fight mm-hmm. uh, You get another red card uh-huh. And I get another point I'm 3 nothing up Yep Go me
1: Yeah it's <laughs> is great okay. isn't it great, uh, well, this is
0: great for theatres as well absolutely yeah because yeah. it's, it's totally totally clear mm-hmm. um, so let's say the rest of the period runs out get a minute's break you go chat to your coach mm-hmm. uh, there's a bit of confusion here does the 40 seconds that we've had in the first period before we get to the break count as a you know 40 seconds of nothing mm-hmm. happening so it's a little unclear as to what happens if after 20 seconds of the second period mm-hmm there's still no hit conceivably i might get another point yeah. and, you, and you get a third red card
1: yeah which is yeah. great news because we know what's
0: coming next <laughs> yes yeah well maybe not everybody is aware of what's oh, happening next so okay. anyway I'm, I'm three nothing up uh-huh. certainly um you've certainly got two red cards so as i say it's still a bit of a, a slight lack of clarity about mm-hmm. what happens if that minute of having no hit is split either side of a uh, of a break mm-hmm. um, but let's let's say just for the sake of this example that you you then score a point with inside those 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then you score another yep because so we know what well I'm, I'm three two up at that point you've hit yeah. me twice and i've only hit you once mm-hmm. yeah um but then we have another period of no hit yeah of, of no hit mm-hmm. uh i get another point yep yeah because i'm still ahead yeah. You're, I know. You're, you're behind so you get another red card. Yeah. You? you got you got three red cards. <laughs> I've now. got three red cards now. Three red cards, and I'm four two up. Yeah. Uh, go me. I'm I'm two hits up and you've hit me twice to my mm-hmm. my one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you you go you go markers and you start trying to hit. So we get we get level, hits happening fairly regularly, mm-hmm. no no sort of minutes where there's nothing happening. So fight fight gets level and then we reach a bit of an impasse. Yep. Neither of us can work out how to how to score the next hit. Mm-hmm. And almost without you noticing, let's say. A minute goes past. A minute goes past. Yep. You get a black card.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, strictly speaking, it is a black card, but it's only going to be an elimination. It's not going to be disciplinary, apparently.
0: Yeah. So it's, let's say, eight all. Yep. Uh, you've scored more hits on me than I have scored mm-hmm. on you. Um, Time to have a shower now. Uh, but you you, go, you, have to go home. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. That's you done. Mm-hmm. So that's new non-combativity rules. Are we yeah. happy?
1: No. <laughs> See, the, the, the odd thing about this is I proposed something similar to this right when we first started talking about it. Yeah, yeah, and you I, did. <laughs> yeah, you're regretting that now? I kind of am, yeah, because now, now that I've had a chance to really think it through, I think maybe this is not the best way forward.
0: Yeah, this seems deeply bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: let's let's it a run. And see how it goes.
0: Yeah, but at the moment this seems to have been entirely a, a sort of paper exercise. Mm-hmm. I don't think this has been tested anywhere.
1: No. Certainly not at, at world level. I've got to be honest, this is not going to last in this form anyway. It just won't happen. It's going to get changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is,
0: we're going to drop this change uh, almost exactly halfway through Olympic qualifying.
1: Yeah, well, you're going to have to do it at some point, aren't you?
0: And this is a rule change, I think, that
1: could end careers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I think I think like it will essentially put an end to anyone who doesn't have an attacking game. Yep. Because there's, what's the point? in? It's too late for you to change if you're... I don't know, let's, let's, let's think of some famous people who can't attack. Well, not, not that they can't attack, but don't attack. Shin Alam, mm. Sun Yuenz. These guys just don't attack. So it's uh, bye-bye them, uh, bringing lots and lots and lots of Max Hines, I guess. Which is exciting. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know?
0: um, But it is one of those things, because the rules are so contrived, mm-hmm. the glorious simplicity of Epi mm-hmm. uh, is immediately lost.
1: Yeah, because now it's a, stats, it's a spreadsheet. It's even worse now. It's not just spreadsheets. We're going into we're going into something like MATLAB. We're actually doing full on <laughs> stats analysis from now on. Yeah, you know, it's not just hitting some on the spreadsheet anymore, guys. You know, you know, you got to understand chi squares.
0: Oh what? A chi square. Right. I'm going to have to turn my back in epi. Yeah. Uh, even more so than I have done already in terms of watching it. So, uh, but I will I will watch with genuine curious, curiosity to see now, how this
1: there is there is one other, there is another thing that could happen here, and I keep pointing this out to people, which is. Uh, if, let's suppose that neither athlete wants to fence at all and they have a strike, hmm. you're going to get to a point where both of the fences are in line th- to be eliminated. No. no. No, hang on, no, no, hang on. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but when I read, when the, but that rule hadn't, the, the addition hadn't been passed when I noticed this. So at this point in time, both fences are refusing to fence. You both get, yeah,
0: theoretically, red, red card, get card
1: after theoret- red card. Ret- red card. And theoretically, if there was no other rule, you'd get black cards all round and that's the end of that, right? But now, what they're saying is that the fencer with the higher rank goes through? Correct. What's that all about? <laughs> it's, a, it's a reward for previous good behaviour. Yeah. So, like, but, but the thing is, what, what happens? What happens? What happens? All we're doing is we'd be building in a base of people who don't have to fence. That's what you would be doing. It's such a ridiculous concept. I can't believe that this, nobody looked at me and thought, oh, i actually going to love this. We're just going to promote the person who happens to be higher up ranking in some tournament that they don't give a toss about. Yep. You know, I don't know, like they've just won, like that, that person's higher rank because they won, I don't know, Cancun at the beginning of the year. Mm. Go to the next tournament and manage to blag it essentially. <laughs> well, what's, what's that all about? You're protecting yeah. a ranking from someone who won Cancun, you know, where there's only 20 people after, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, I just it, think it's all bonkers. I can't see it lasting. Yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong. I, this is another point I made to someone is that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this will turn out what we all wanted. It'll be brilliant absolutely brilliant it was totally unpredictable who'd have thought it yeah because remember everybody was up in arms about the timing changes in foil absolutely foil's going yeah. to become epi blah 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 blah, but turned out actually foil was just a bit better took a while it did take a while and, and you'd, you'd argue that women's foils only just turned the corner which means it's taken a long time yeah. but uh, but certainly it's best, it's in a much better position now but this rule affects foil Potentially, if it affects all weapons, but it's not going to happen to saber. No, get it's him a not saber, it's right? Not. And men's foil is probably the least likely of the two foils to be affected, although it could potentially happen in team. I think. And there's no clarity about what happens in team. What do we ha- What do we do in teams? Oh no, I mean it pretty similar. You get
0: the um, totting up of uh, red cards. Yep. And uh, until you hit your your fourth yep non yep. offense, uh-huh. if you're if you're losing, your mm-hmm. team's behind black card, and your team's done.
1: Yep. And this isn't exactly, this isn't helping your developing nations get any better either. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, like, but, like you are, I don't know, you, you're, you're team Northern Ireland, you're up against the Korean all-stars in, the, in men's <laughs> epi. The Koreans are masters at just standing around staring at each other. Are you really going to have a chance if you have to throw everything at them? No, you're not because those guys are quality, are quality fences and can do both things. They can attack and they can defend. And, oh, it's just, no. So, we'll we'll wait and see with
0: Ah, uh, fear and trepidation. I think really is my my feeling about yeah. how this is going to going to pan out. Yeah. Even if it produces fencing that is more exciting, it's going to be not m- epic anymore. Much more complicated. And as I say, it, midway midway through Olympic qualifying, it yeah. seems a bizarre time to introduce it. If you really wanted to make this sort of change, wait till after the Olympics, and yeah. you know we can come out come at out with we'll a, some
1: test a, events. A, well,
0: actually, testing it out on real life fencers would be a good good idea. Yeah. You know, you would think. That would be worth doing. I mm-hmm. know paper exercise. We go. Yep, yeah, this is it. This is our answer. Here we go.
1: But there's other stuff that I don't think anyone's really talk about. We're gonna to have to put another clock on. We're gonna to have to put another clock on the clock. Yep. This one is the one that's going to tell everybody what's going on because it, you can't not have the clock now. You can't have the one minute countdown, right? Which is going to be yet another strange thing. And then on top of that, we all need to know what things are going to reset that clock. Yes. Yeah. Hits. Right. Right. So hits only. Right. Hits. Or, or conceivably minute yeah. breaks. Yeah. yeah. Well, who, it's who like, like who knows? I mean, what happens, what happens if there's an off target light in women's foil? Men's uh,
0: foil? that counts as a, as a, a hit. That so counts your as short, a hit. Your shot clock would reset.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, so I hang around for 50 seconds. My opponent steps in and I just think the one on the arm. Yeah. I don't even try to hit yeah. them on the chair. I just hit them on the arm because I know that's going to reset the shot clock. That's right. Yeah. Wow. You've just made fencing really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing contrived about that at yeah. all. So this is why they want to get rid of the white lights. And what's going to happen <laughs> oh yeah yeah maybe it is yeah. maybe it's well and, and on top of that hang on hang on now think about this think of this three I'm a left hander awkward i know height behind the smallest possible lamy i can get on the biggest bib mm. and i've got my arm in front of me yeah and a a massive a loose, sleeve and super massive loose fitting exactly yeah. yeah all that stuff it's gonna be mm. great
0: anyway okay
1: so on, on to the
0: next one so non comativity well we'll wait and see but we're not we're not enthused at this I'm point i'm not I enthused think to ask to about it at all no no i don't think so the proposed rule change to get rid of the white light and foil uh, was withdrawn, mm-hmm. uh, but there will be further testing. So they're going to test out two junior World Cups uh, next season. Mm-hmm. And the same for the proposal to reintroduce the flesh in Sabre. Uh, withdrawn, but with further right. testing to come next Stop. season.
1: Stop. Hold. Stop. Just said there's a bunch of old men in this room. Mm. This is what happened with a bunch of old men in a room. Yes,
0: exactly. You get this sort of weirdness.
1: Yeah. Like... These people are old enough to remember how bad Sabre was with flesh, with the flesh in it. They're they <laughs> yep. old enough to remember this. They should be the ones that are like pathologically opposed to this idea because they remember how awful it was back in the day.
0: Maybe they got to the point, though, where they don't really remember and they have this sort of rose-tinted view of, oh, wasn't the, wasn't the flesh a great thing and would it would it be great to bring that back? Sabre doesn't need it.
1: <sighs> no, as fine as it is.
0: Yeah, and as for the, the getting rid of the white light, I think we've been pretty clear on that. that it's an absolutely... Terrible, terrible idea. idea. Uh, I mean there was a suggestion that the reason that these two proposals were withdrawn was because they would simply be defeated and then, you know, thrown into the long grass. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they withdraw them, they can bring them back. They can, you know, mm-hmm. go through the pretense of doing doing a bit of testing and then trying again. Present mm-hmm. it a, again, perhaps with a, a more favourable reception. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean I think the fact Greg Masseyalis took around a petition um in Bonn for the men's foilists and Algiers for the for the women's foilists. And basically everybody with any sort of interest in foil, um, including me actually, yeah. signed the petition to say, no, this is a terrible idea. Don't do it.
1: I still think there's a potential here to make the, make the FA look really ridiculous by an, having an athlete strike. Because we've, we've already seen this happen once over very similar things. i um, thinking back to, what, 2002-ish, 2003, when Renny Rock was in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went mad because two Polish girls weren't fencing. In the foil,
0: yes, that's right. He did a proper
1: tantrum. He yeah, did a tantrum, yeah. and he suggested something along these lines back then too. And that, but that was a that was a protest, was it not? It was a protest about something.
0: I, I think you're right, about I remember I forget the detail now. About I can't what, remember what why it did, I can't
1: remember why, but I remember it being a, being a fence of strike. Yes. and that's what caused it. That's what kicked him off about about the whole thing. Yeah,
0: athlete power. Yeah. Well, that's something actually we could have mentioned. Um so, Renny Roth has has died. Yeah, the former president of the FIE,
1: but he was a very influential person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, moving on to the next thing from the, the FIE Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, fewer points for zonal championships. For as long as I can remember, you get a sort of one and a half mm-hmm. multiplier for zonal championships. Yep. So if you, if you win a zonal championship, you get 40 world, 48 World Cup points. Yeah. So it's been reduced now to being the same as for a World Cup, so down to 32. Mm-hmm. Probably fair overall. Um, it certainly slightly distorts the rankings for, well, I say, <clears throat> without wishing to be cruel, winning the African zonal championships. Yeah isn't nearly as hard work as winning well winning a world cup or winning the europeans for example so you while well, the very top fencers the top african fencers are genuinely world class you still get a lot of points for finishing let's say a top 8 mm-hmm. where the standard is oh, i don't know making a guess yes. broadly equivalent to maybe the last 32 at europeans
1: right i'm I'm about 50/50 on this one hear me out it's not that i don't disagree with the underlying principle that you know it's easier to win an african zonal than say the European one. You've got to knock your really really be knocking your pan out to win a European one. Yeah. I, I get all of that. I think what this shows though is with this sort of tinkering is that the problem is with the system. What we're doing is we're tinkering around the edges with the point system. But if you want to have a sort of a global a global sport where, you know, even developing nations can sort of participate and potentially get to a decent level. If you want to bring fencing to a wider audience, mm-hmm. then there needs to be a mechanism by which they can earn the, the same number of points without being at an immediate. This, this. Uh, what I'm saying is this: people in the Af- in, in the lower leagues, if you like, in the in the African league in particular, are now going to have are going to have one hand behind their back compared to say the Europeans.
0: Mm, okay, um, I mean they're not doing away with the points for the sort of championships,
1: but it's much less. Oh, well, it's a, a reduction of a third. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, that when you add that up over a season, that's quite a, that's quite a big poss- quite a big. Bit of your your points, and it will distort the rankings. You're going to end up with all the established nations at the top; everyone else at the bottom. That's what's going to happen. Over time, it's going to even out that way. Hmm. Okay, I'm I'm not entirely convinced. um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear you.
1: I I mean, like if I'm if I'm if I'm say South African, and I want to make it now in in the system, it's even harder for me than it is for someone in Britain. Because at least if I'm I'm in the UK, I have the opportunity to well, maybe I won't soon, (laughs) but I have the opportunity to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. And train with top athletes. It's actually much more difficult Difficult if I'm in South Africa to do that because I've got to fly 2,000 miles, right? 3,000 miles, whatever it is from Johannesburg, right? I've got to fly on that way. I've got to have all the money. So I've got to have my like Kruger or whatever it is that they're using at the moment. You know, I've got to have them in the bank somewhere, right? I've got to have a, a massive pile of cash to enable me to fly all the way to Europe, ensconce myself somewhere where I can train with the best You're basically that that facility isn't available it's going to take something special for a nation which isn't already established to get anywhere at all i hate to be the fo- the voice of equality in this podcast but there we go <laughs> yeah because
0: i am notoriously an appalling misogynist <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> you know that's not really how i was trying to portray myself but there you go um but anyway that's that is the change so fewer points for for zonal championships one that caught my eye and seemed a, a relative footnote. A proposal passed for uh, more FIE delegates at major championships. Yeah, I saw that one. What's Hooray. that all about? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's clearly what major
1: championships need. Well, everyone needs a jolly. Apparently so. Yeah. I remember when we used to run uh, the Edinburgh Open as an FIE event. Mm. It was really hard to get someone from the FIE to come along and certify it. Because you have to get it certified. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it was damn hard to get one of them to come out of Europe to visit some pokey little country with some stupid castle city thing. Yeah, and nobody's interested. Are, because there. it's really hard. You know, It's not like not like we're a major destination or anything like that. No,
0: but a, a free ticket to the World Championships. I'll be yeah. falling over myself to have one of those, thanks. Yeah, well, never mind. Well, we'll be in Hungary anyway next year. We will. Yep, yep. looking forward to that already. And, um, oh yes, talking of World Championships, venue's announced for two of the World Championships for 2021. So the Cadets and Juniors will be held in Cairo.
1: Yep. And uh, the veterans will be held in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. that Amongst Americans, the Fort Lauderdale thing has caused a bit of uh, mirth. Oh, really? Because Fort, Fort Lauderdale is famous for two things. That's where you go for spring break. So there's lots of uh, young, fit Americans in bikinis. Okay. Uh, oh, and, and like surf shorts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's also where you go to die. <laughs> 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 so with the vets there? I, I didn't want to school there, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Bikinis and surf shorts. Yeah, bikinis, surf shorts, and uh, that's where you go to die. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the black humour of the Americans that I know, but that's what they thought was hilarious. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Okay, so I mean, I think that. Uh, oh, uh, there was one thing I noticed. No, uh-huh. I haven't double checked it yet, but apparently no one has put in a bid for the World Championships in 2021.
0: For the Senior World Championships. Senior that's right. Yeah. No bid
1: so far. No bid so far, which is mm. that's not that far away. No, it's
0: not. It's not yes. really. So they're um, going to have to
1: get get this. Why don't we do it in Edinburgh? See if any anyone from the FE comes and visits. I'm sure they would do. <laughs> sure they would. Finally, finally get them queuing up to come to
0: Edinburgh. Exactly. Yeah. No. No bids so far. Yeah. It's uh, still a bit of time. Hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if the worst comes to the worst, Mister Ushmanoff will find a find a venue for us yeah. and <clears throat> encourage us to travel. Yeah. Somewhere that we probably don't really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll go to Fort. Fort Lauderdale instead,
1: perhaps. Yeah, maybe. It's more fitting for me. Do you think the kids will enjoy going to Cairo? I hope so, yeah. I've never yeah. been to Cairo myself, but uh, no, ancient city and all that. I'd love to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, if they present it the same way they do for the, the Men's four World Cup. Mm-hmm. Without, oh, lovely. Outdoor finals in front of the pyramids. Yeah, that was great. That would be immense if they could do that yeah. for, for all the finals for the cadets and junior worlds. Mm. Uh, that would be a, a properly memorable experience yeah. rather Baking than being hot, a sports hole somewhere. Yeah, uh, Spring, you know, it's always at Easter don't know what the temperature would be like.
1: Uh, well, I come from we come from Scotland. Anything north? Oh, north. yeah, sorry. Be, north of fifteen is hot <laughs> to me. It'll be really boiling hot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> anyway, sorry. An interesting one. So yeah, yeah that was. Um,
0: so I think those are the the highlights from the the congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, not something we've really talked about with no. the, much before. But yeah, a lot going on at this one. Some yeah. of it, some of it good. Yeah. Some most, of it. most of it not. Yeah. Yeah. A mixed bag. Very, mm-hmm. very. So that's our that's our political roundup. Oh, apart from um, some good news for British fencing, they right. they got some funding from from UK Sport. Uh, when you say funding, how much is it? One hundred ninety two thousand five hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah. So roughly, and I think that's to cover from now up until Tokyo. Right. So that's approximately five percent of the funding that they had during <laughs> the run up to the Rio Olympics. Mm-hmm. Every little hellos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean I think about those old Tesco adverts here, you know, people running around patting their pockets, but oof, that's what we're all gonna have to do. Yeah I think there's I mean, gonna be a, another flurry of athletes. Please, please, please refund me.
0: It's it's not it's not a life changing amount for for anybody. And it does indeed say that I think the actual costs of running the program are deducted from that amount as well. So, oh God. <laughs> quite quite how much that involves, you know, we'll see what's we'll see what's left. So, it's a nice nice cup of tea for all the all the British team, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe a biscuit.
1: Okay, maybe, maybe a Ryanair flight. <laughs> maybe,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, but you have to pay a lot extra for your luggage. And remember. Oh, oh
1: yeah, so we'll be Ryanair. Right fencing,
0: fencing bags are yeah, you are, are big and expensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so enough um, enough politics. Yeah, let's talk about some actual. Actual fencing, yes, because that that goes on as well, and that's a bit that we like. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness. So, let's turn our attention to the the men's saber in Algiers. Mm-hmm. So, this was the first uh, men's saber World Cup of the season, and missing from that, reading individual world champion mm-hmm. Kim jong Wan, who has has retired. Oh. oh, well, he's decided to to call it a day mid midway through an Olympic cycle. Mm-hmm. He's just had enough, I think. What age is he again? Early thirties, I oh, think right, Thir- okay. 31, 32 Thirty one, thirty two. So mm-hmm. not a kid yeah. and roughly fifteen years right. of uh knocking his pan in mm-hmm. eight hours a day, five days a week in the uh relentlessly brutal Korean training system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so he's decided, well, I'm I'm world champion now. I've had a pretty good run and um I'm, I'm I'm done in and I'm I'm calling it a day. Is so, he a coach, do we know? Uh no no announcement of what his plans are mm-hmm. yet. Lots of lots of rumors about a, a continued involvement in the sport in, in a variety of All capacities. Right. And I, I'm sure this won't be the, the last that we see of him. But uh, for the moment, yeah, he's gone. Oh, OK. Sorry to see him go. So on to the actual people that were there. Usual uh, usual format for this. Mm-hmm. Early departures. Gu Bon Gil, missing his old pal. Yeah. Out in the 64. Probably piling. Probably, yeah. Sat Mary out in the 64. Kim Joon-ho, gone. Daryl Homer. Also in the 64. Blimey. In the 32, Dershowitz, Salaji, Bragamov, Karatali, Hartung, Roshetnikov, and and Paktaman. Oh. Brutal, yes. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal.
1: Limbs everywhere.
0: Yep. So, certainly sounds like it. Uh, out in the 16, Anstet Fajani, uh, Wagner, and Sabo. Uh, so, yeah, most of the big names that went out early, mm-hmm. um, yeah, crashing out in the 32. So, our quarterfinal lineup. Ha Hanseul of Korea, uh, facing Tiberiu Donichianu, uh, my best Romanian pronunciation, mm-hmm. uh, with Ha uh, emerging a 15-7 winner. Usanguk uh, beat uh, Bolid Apaté of France, 15-10. Luigi Sameli beat uh, young Russian Konstantin Lokhanov, uh, 15-11. He's very much in the mould of Usanguk. Is he? He's big, mm-hmm. technically very competent, moves very well. All right, okay. He's 20 years old. Mm. One to one. keep an eye on, already uh, featuring in the Russian team. All right, you know, okay. In, the, in their four, so yeah, one one to keep an eye on is, that, is a bright young thing coming mm-hmm. through, but uh, knocked out by Samelli in the in the quarterfinals. And Enrico Berry also of Italy uh, beat Sandro Besazzi of. Well, I was going to say Georgia, but here's a curiosity: the Georgian fences all fencing under the FIE banner. Oh, why is that? Um, at this one, well, I'm not sure. Usually, the reason is because uh, the nations.
1: Suspended from the National reason.
0: Olympic Committee has been suspended by the IOC. Uh certainly Kuwait for a long time. Mm-hmm. All their fencers were fencing under, under FIE. Yeah. Um, and come the team event, no Georgia. It was an FIE team Ooh. made up of the Georgians. Uh was we'll good on there? And retaining the Georgians the team ranking as well.
1: Mm.
0: For for seeding it. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, if anybody knows, please please Wait. get in touch and let us know what's happening there. So, semi-final one, Ha against O. Now, I know this delighted you with a, a couple of very short uh,
1: <laughs> names to say. Short names. Yeah. Nothing uh, difficult about O versus Ha.
0: No, exactly. No no challenges on the pronunciation yep. there. Flying start from Ha mm-hmm. went, goes 5 shots and some sharp reposts. Holds on to that lead to go in 8-4 up at the break. And O losing out in defence. He was probably trying to do more in the fight. Uh, ha... In some ways, a you know a, a typical Korean fencer, very physical, very fast, very yeah. strong. Not a huge amount of variety. It's all go, 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 and all trying to do a bit more and not really quite making it work.
1: I thought Ha was really good with it's it like a priest affair. He's really good at catching, catching his blade and returning it. That, if you uh, know what I mean, yeah, I thought that was kind of what I was seeing out of it. Oh, we try and do it, I don't know, a choppy thing, and then I would do a blocky thing. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs>
0: See, I'm already starting to regret encouraging you to watch more saber and comment on it. Yeah, I didn't well, take long, did it? <laughs> didn't take
1: long. No. <laughs> my, my my comment here was, oh, just couldn't stop being hit. That was that's how I that was my sort of summary of of that period.
0: Yeah, I mean, he to me it looked like he was he was trying hard to make things happen. Yeah, uh, but wasn't wasn't quite getting it right, yeah. and and how was just ruthlessly efficient, and, yeah. you know, piling and racking up the hits, and how how ha looking happier mid piece. Mm. Um. <clears throat> O gets it together a little bit, gets it back to 9 11 down, but Ha eventually closes out with um, single light on a simultaneous, yep. and uh, and our counter post on Ono's back line mm-hmm. to finish things off. And it just felt like we never really got a handle on it, you know. it was
1: definitely wasn't in it at all all the way through it,
0: yeah. It just you could see the sort of frustration in his face as yeah, he came definitely. off, like, oh, I've, yeah. I've made a mess of that, yeah, uh, so had uh, advances to the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, second semi, uh, an all Italian affair between Samelli and Berry. Contrasting fencers for those that are not familiar with how they look. Uh, Samelli, sort of tall left-hander. Mm-hmm. Berry quite a bit shorter, right-handed fencer, and the sort of contrasting styles as well as a kind of I don't know, a kind of languidness about uh, yeah. about Sommelier. Close fight again, as you might expect between two teammates. Samelli seven up at the break, level at ten all, eleven 0 twelve all. Berry sneaks ahead, goes thirteen. 13- uh thirteen twelve up with a flunge. Uh but Samelli keeps his cool. Uh that sort of kind of slightly languid demeanour that I was describing mm-hmm. ser- served him well. Someli perhaps, you know, lost lost his head a little bit while Samelli kept his to, yeah. to close out the fight with a with a fifteen thirteen win.
1: So what well, the final I was just gonna oh, say yeah. I, I, thought, sorry, I have watched this. Uh oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say less wacky wacky. Um but I thought this one was very middle. There was so like in the the Korean one, there was a bit more sort of movement and fluidity about the piece. It all was trying stuff, yeah, but but so but which meant that everybody had to move a little bit more. Whereas Italians, obviously, they knew each other quite well. They were far less, they were far less like to leave the centre of the piece. So more more risk averse. Yes, far more risk averse. Yeah, I thought Barry was looked good in the flunges, but it just he wasn't quite getting it all the time. That I thought you, you know, you've seen about that. Lang- I think language is the right word. I couldn't put my finger up when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. You just seem to have the sort of ability to sort of you could see Berry's flesh coming from well, sorry, not flesh, a flunge, flunge, uh, and, and was able to pick him off usually mm-hmm. or put, do a or do a nice pirate post, one of the two. It just wasn't quite there for Berry, yeah, yeah. Close, close for
0: one, yeah. but uh, Sameli taking the win. Mm-hmm. So on to a half Sameli final and well, high ha- on the attack, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's. That's what he does, and I don't know. Sameli looked, looked under pressure in this uh, far more than he had done against yeah. almost equally aggressive Berry in the semi-final. Couldn't handle it nearly
1: so well. I um, thought it was uh, small errors in the distance made big a big difference in this.
0: Yeah, well, I felt that after that sort of early pressure, Sameli tries to attack. Yeah, you know, take take the initiative a bit more mm-hmm. to to wrestle it away from Ha, and it, it doesn't suit him quite quite so well having no, to, having to yeah. force the pace that way and And ha kind of took control of things
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in in that sort of setup to to take a an eight four lead into the break, yeah, and there was a brief pause at at ten five when um when has Lamy zip burst so yeah was, that, I, I was a big f- pause, and I kind of wondered if that was gonna yeah. uh, allow for a sort of change in momentum, but yeah, i mean, it took ages to change as well. I couldn't really figure out yeah. why. Why this took so long.
1: Well the, the camera didn't really show you what was going on. Yeah, no. I mean, so you're just sort of looking at an empty piece yes, going oh, yeah, I don't know. Never
0: never it? a great thing. Uh but he showed a bit more variety, huh? And mm. you know, after after that break, it actually probably did him more good than it than it did uh did Samelli. Yeah. And uh, you know, he came up with a bit more than he'd shown earlier on in the yeah, fight to, to get into that lead and eventually
1: closes it out with a a fairly fairly comfortable in the end 59 win. When you talk about that sort of variation, one of the things I thought was really good about her was his ability to provoke Sameli to make the mistake. There was quite a lot of provoking him; Samir falls short, her hits him. There was quite a lot of that that, that kind of sort of stuttering, uh, sort of strange tempo attacks stuff. Going yeah, on. yeah, the sort of uh, Korean Korean bounce and things yeah, like that. They're yeah.
0: difficult difficult to break up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there you have it. Korean succession planning. One superstar disappears. You go, oh no, it's a disaster for the Koreans. Yeah, no. um, one Sorry. of our one of our, our other guys will come in and, exactly. and win it instead. That, like that'll be fine. Yeah, it's about like the epi. There's another one. <laughs> yes, good. We're ready to go. Yeah. So, uh, and the departure of Kim Jong Un had no discernible negative mm. effect on their their team performance either. Uh, with Korea taking the win, beat Germany uh, in the semi final, forty right. five five forty. Quite a quite a close quite a close one there. In the other half, Russia beat Italy, which is perhaps a little bit more surprising. Italian's producing good form in the individuals, obviously, with a, mm-hmm. uh, a second and a third, uh, but the Russians emerging with a 45 43 win. Uh, Germany beat Italy 45 44 and a, a, a nail biter for yeah. the third place. And in the final, a comfortable win for the Koreans. They okay. kind of, one of those ones where they're a couple of hits ahead, the three hits ahead, five hits ahead, seven, and it just stretches out oh, right. uh, all the way through it. And the Russians never really make a, a significant dent, right, in a okay. an, an if seemingly ever-increasing lead until the Koreans emerge with a, a 45-31 yeah. win.
1: It's going to get boring again, though, if only one team ever wins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a risk of that. Yeah. Maybe the departure of Kim Jong-un will, will affect the performance. Didn't didn't particularly happen here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, individual world champion dropping out of your team mm-hmm. is going to have some sort of effect, you would think, on on even a a squad with as much depth as the, yeah. as the Koreans have. So that was, uh, that was Aldeus. Mm-hmm. Our first lot of men's sabre with, with, you know, Kim Jong-un.
1: Yeah. They had a nice backdrop on that, the car.
0: Yes. Yes. It was a, an artfully lit car.
1: Yeah. We're going to come back to that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they,
0: to be fair, they, the
1: advertisers get their money's they worth. They got their money's worth that time. Yeah. So
0: Gav, tell me about, uh, tell me about the men's epi burn.
1: Uh Right. So I watched a fair bit of, of, of Bern. Uh, it was a huge event, uh, 290-ish on the entrance. Uh, well, we just start with the usual. We'll just go for some early levers. Who's gone? Um, so absolutely tons of people left. Some people didn't even make the uh, the 128. So I'll just pick up a couple here. Uh, a knock-in, for example, yeah. didn't even make the 128. Could you imagine that? You're on the team. You don't even make the 128. Yep. But sort of the, I think the most, I'm not going to go through. the absolutely tons of people went out. Right. So I'm not going to go through them all because we'd be here all day because there's so many Yeah, the list
0: films. of, I mean, we had a look at this uh, yeah. before we started recording and the and the list of names
1: that departed before the second day uh, was long and impressive. Exactly. Yeah. But I think the most notable thing here, the, the one person who didn't make the 64 was uh, Paolo Pizzo. Oh, right. He, he finished 67th, which puts him in the same bracket as some guy called Philip Marsh from the GB. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> well... Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure Paolo wasn't uh, particularly happy with that result.
0: No. Uh, I mean, obviously, he just made his return following injury for the World Championships. Yes. Um, we felt
1: he looked actually okay, considering he would taking such a long break after his injury.
0: Yeah, because he didn't get that far in the World Championships. He went in the last too, I think. But, uh, but that was in a... A world championships where it was absolute carnage in the sixty four. So, right. so winning your sixty four fight was actually quite a yeah quite a big deal. But he he now never dropped well presumably dropped out of the top sixteen, which is why he's having to mm-hmm. to scrap it out in the one two eight. Yeah, um, and that's a that's a hard place to be in Epi.
1: Yeah, I think he'll make his way back out because I'm sure he will. Yeah, he's a quality fencer. but, yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's it's hard work. Yeah. Um, so, and all right, let's let's talk about some levers in the sixty four then. Because uh, so we've got Nakishin's thirty third, Max thirty fifth, Naboyulov thirty sixth. Uh Curtis McDonald, he's an American mm-hmm. American fencer there. at uh, 37. Uh now Cano I can as I keep calling them. Mm. Uh which really Connie Kako, uh, a Cano cocky. Uh <laughs> keep wrestling with a Gav. you get there revenge. yeah Exactly. He went out in 64 as well, as did Santarelli. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh you, you could go down through the list actually, because there's like uh, Jakob Yurka. Uh, Richard Schmidt who was a mm. bronze medalist and all that so it's quite a few people went out in the 64 uh, out in the 32 we've got uh, Quion uh, Jesus Lugones uh, Cuomo Kim Di There's that is a name mm. yeah 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 because he, he's, going, he's going the other direction I think he's going up not down yeah he's uh, a superstar in the making yeah, indeed uh, and, our, and, and he what? must be all of what a 12 I think <laughs> not quite that 17 18 maybe 18 I think it is now 18 yeah. or 19 anyway yeah uh, and Benny Stefan. oh okay yeah so into our last 16 our, our levers in the last 16 we've got uh, well okay some names that are interesting because of the th- teams as well uh, Kudos and Sukov of Russia right uh, they made it into the 16 uh, Michel Nigler, who oh sorry it was Nijler wasn't it uh, who I pointed out as being quite interesting Swiss fencer to watch he went yep. out in the 16 as well uh and that leaves us with our last eight matchups. Our first last eight was uh Vismar of Italy versus Jurgensen of uh, Denmark. Uh Vismara just at an absolute pasting to Patrick. Um the final 15 fifteen eight, which doesn't do justice to how much of a pasting uh, Patrick got. Ouch. Yeah, because he didn't get, I don't think he got a single single light. It was all doubles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's quite a sore one. Uh, not only that, but he complained the entire match. Oh, oh, which made what? it really tedious to watch. <laughs> oh, about what? I just st- I didn't get the point, basically. That's what he's complaining. What's epi. What else are you gonna say? I didn't right. get the point. Make it my point. Alright, okay. Like, no, look, can't do that. It's not how it works. Mm,
0: that's a pity.
1: Uh the next quarterfinal was uh was Minobi versus uh Fava France. Closer affair in this one, uh Minobi being left-handed and a French gripper just uses his cunning against uh Alex Fava, who doesn't basically didn't have a real response to it. It finishes fifteen eleven. Okay. Um that's I- pity
0: because Alex Favre is
1: quite fun to watch. Yeah it's quite fun to watch. He's kind of he's quite kind of energetic and moves around a lot, but yeah. it kind of plays into Minobi a little bit because Minobi's got very he's very controlled, very good sense of timing. He knows when he kinda knows when you're gonna attack if you can, if you've got that kind of mood about you. Right. Um and that's basically all he did. It was just lefty cunning, essentially. I approve. <laughs> um our next and our next quarter final is uh, now this is a bit of an interesting one. It's um uh, uh Dimitri Aleksinen of Kazakhstan. Not a name I'm Not with. a name I'm up against. Uh he he was up against Marco Facera of Italy. Mm. Uh close one this one. Uh not particularly interesting fight. <laughs> uh, basically Alexander was neutralized uh, Marco's weirdness, because you know what Marco's like <laughs> by staying at distance. It turns out that Marco Facera can't attack. Uh, and was 7-0 up at one point. <sighs> wow. uh, so anyway, it finished uh it finished 1512. But if you watch it again. It is an absolute pasting. Poor Marco must have felt terrible after it. All right. And our, f- our final um, quarterfinal was Bellman versus Verweilen. Verweilen, mm. uh, yep. so Bass. So we got Germany versus uh, the Netherlands here.
0: It was dull. It was duller than dull. You did, you did text me <laughs> to say that... <laughs> Make you, it stop. <laughs> this, was, this was a part of your life you were never going to get back. Yeah. You, you feel disappointed that there was no refund policy yeah. on time spent watching this sort yeah. of
1: thing. It got to the point where... Um, Baz was behind by it was a strange fight because not, nothing was happening. Uh Baz was behind by two points until it got to about six four. Uh and and I think basically it got so boring that Bellman <laughs> cracked and started running at Bass for some reason. Start at which point, exactly. Bass just started <laughs> cackling like an, like an idiot and started just scoring. I just, anyway, it was really, it was dull. It got, non, got a couple of non competitivities in this one and it finished 14-11. Mm, uh, okay. Basically, I'd rather not go back over that one again. <laughs> okay, leave it leave it behind. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing here was, and uh, we're going to move on to the semis now, and the interesting thing for me here was the comedy was uh, Michael Couter, hmm. who's Fabian Couter's brother. Uh, and he, he mentioned because he, he, we got halfway through I think it's the second semi-final before he said oh I forgot to tell you who I was I've just been told off for that it's uh, my name is Michael Couter and I'm Fabian's brother
0: yeah this is a, it's a, a commentator's pitfall apparently yeah so <laughs>
1: you've you got to have a little side scene remember and tell everybody who just, you are yeah uh, so our first semi-final was Monobi versus Vismara it's it's uh, it's okay right so Vismara chooses the wrong tactics he isn't patient enough with Monobi you have to work, with, work against Monobi you can't just. This is one of those ones where you're going to have to be patient. And basically, this match just goes for Monobi. Um He just charges in, and he's either flashing or he's, he's trying to hit before he's got Monobe's blade. It's the classic mistake you make against people with French gripping. And Monobe just basically starts picking him off as he's running in. Monobe just basically sees him coming every single time, keeps his distance, and essentially this just gives him the match. It goes twelve. It it, it goes four one up at the start. Mm-hmm. And it just does it's no, there's no challenge, basically. Right. Um, it wasn't a particularly exciting one, not going to lie, but Minobi finishes this one 15 11. Okay. Right.
0: Uh, so com- comfortably in control comfortably, all the way through yeah. and. Uh, yeah, so they're yeah,
1: not, not given a, a whole lot of challenge by the sound of it. I mean, no, not really. Minobi so. actually, I don't think he broke a sweat. Hmm. You know, it was, it was, it was, he just basically stood there and every time this man I ran at him, he just stuck his arm out. Right. So it's kinda of like the sort of thing you would see, I don't know, in the last sixteen at the Scottish Open. Yeah. You know, it was kinda of, it was kind of uh yeah. Yeah. Sort
0: of thing we would participate in, in the so last 16, of the of sixteen the Scottish Open. Sort of thing yeah. I would probably that, try
1: and do. Back in the I mean. dumbness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second semi final uh, was uh, Dimitri Alexen versus Bass. Bass is much better here. He was much better at provoking uh and uh by shutting the he shut the distance down and then draw back. Uh and what this was doing was uh Aleksandr was trying to either it's this really nice kind of smooth stop hit to arm or leg. He would draw him out, but then all Baz would actually do was just please the up back onto his arm That's every right. single time. It was, all t- it was all ticking over kind of quite well until, right, so Baz is up 4-2, right? You're losing. Now, we just talked about this new rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you do when you're 4-2 down? Be patient. You do, because non- non-combativity is called, and after about a minute and a half, we move on to period two. So Alex's really not able to break Baz down at all. He just can't hit him at all. It gets to the point where uh 10 ten six down uh and what does he do? He stops fencing again. Right. So it's, it's now ten six. And uh so we move into the third period. And I start watching this and I wrote, this is my note. I'm just gonna read it out because like the issue is is that Alexan does not understand Baz's timing or reach. It's like he thinks he's fencing someone who's about half his size. Right. right. So there's a lot of kind of uh running there's lot there's lots of kind of like running in and not doing stuff, then running in and not doing stuff. Nothing much happens. But Bass's final hit to win 15-10 is just an absolutely terrific toe hit.
0: <laughs> it's, kind of, it's,
1: kind of, it's kind of worth the half an hour it took to get there, you know?
0: <laughs> it wasn't half an hour. You're felt, felt exaggerating. Like
1: hour. Yeah, but it's a really fantastic toe hit. It really picks him off. Just as Alexan sits in, I think looking at uh, Alexan's body language, you felt kind of humiliated by it if I'm honest. alright okay. So it's uh, kind of like slump rather than take mask off, shake hands. I need to go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get out of here quick. Yeah. Hope nobody saw that. Yeah. So on to the, the final. So I had high hopes for this one. Uh it was Minobe versus Bass. Uh, I like Minobe. Minobi is obviously energetic. He comes from the sort of the school of Southeast Asian fencing I'm currently in love with. Uh Bass comes from a different era, a different time period where it's the most awkward person on the who's gonna win. Uh Bass's style is being awkward. Um It starts off in the cage, kind of how I expected it, if I'm honest. Um, Both fences are aware of each other's ability at distance, so they really don't close at all. They both score really nice leg hits before, I think the ref just gets bored and says non-combativity, shunts on to the next period. So uh, there was still a minute on the clock, but it was only one all. Okay,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough.
1: Yeah. In period two, it starts off. We've got about 30 seconds gone. Bass scores one. It's a really nice stop hit. Um, When we just backs off and salutes them, they stop. We roll on to the third period. Uh, it's the third period. Monobe immediately calls for passivity, but Bass ignores him, and Monobe just says, "Good." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bass immediately scores. Basically, as Monobe sort of steps forward, thinking he's got the passivity, so it goes. Mm. Th- Bass is now three-one up. This time, Bass goes, oh, fair enough." Then he doesn't want to fence. Neither do I. Calls mm. for passivity, but this time it's Monobe that, that ignores Bass and runs <laughs> in and hits him. So it's it's kind of it's. it's it, I thought got to period three and I thought this is some sort of comedy kind of Benny thing no, going on. it's his own sort of slap, slapstick cape. Yeah. And I, thought, I thought we were going to get on, get on for a sort of bit of a classic kind of third period fencing, but then both fences kind of shrugged their shoulders and just go and just say, oh, I've had enough of that. Hmm. So the ref immediately caused non-competitivity and we move on to the last minute. Flip a coin. It's currently uh, 3-2 for Bass when nobody gets priority. Bass looks super confident at this point because. Remember what I was saying? Baz comes from the era where it's the most awkward person that wins. And um, if there's one thing that Baz is, it's awkward, right? <laughs> okay. He's also about twice the height of Minobi. That's just how he looks. Minobi's quite tall, really. Uh, yeah, but and- Baz looks really tall compared to him. But I think Baz is just, uh, is just too, too confident. It goes kind of hit for hit for a while. Uh, Baz scores one extra hit and we're at 8-6. There's only 6.8 seconds left on the clock. Uh, Baz is looking super confident. Uh, the ref says go. Manobi really runs in, hits Bass. Okay, <laughs> So it's like, set, it's, it's five, there's five seconds left to go. So I'm sitting there going, ooh, right, okay, this could get interesting. Uh, the next point, both fences jump in, we get a double, there's lots of core to core. We've got two seconds left on the clock, there's a fast flash for Manobi, and then only one light comes up. So we're now at 9 all. Now, here's the thing, right? So, the referee says go, uh, Bass runs at Manobi frantically, yep. but the Camera stays resolutely looking at the, at, at the clock. <laughs> it's all right. And everything happens off screen. So there's a lot of yelling, but I don't actually knows what happen, know what happens next. All I know is that Bass walks back into camera shot, complaining about something, <laughs> and the score is 9 all in the priority minute. And then the clock stops. So that's all I know, right? So it finished off uh, 9 all.
0: That's a glorious bit of camera work from somebody
1: there. Yeah, exactly. So, congratulations, Monobi. You won nine all. Yep. Who, in, knows, in who knows how exactly, exactly. but, yep, yeah, you got it. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've kind of tried to spice it up a little bit. I was <laughs> not, remember how unimpressed I was on the day? Yes, very much so. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, I didn't enjoy that at all.
0: No, I mean, I, I think I said last time I was going to try harder and watch, watch more epi, which yeah. I've, I've not. Don't bother with it. I've, I've, <laughs> so I've largely left it to you. Yeah. Uh, but when I when I started getting the text about how terrible it was, that um, did, <laughs> did kind of rather put me off. I'll I'll maybe brace myself for some more Epi watching um, sometime soon, but I'll I'll probably not go back and watch uh, the excitement in, yeah. in in big inverted commas from yeah. uh, from Bern, I'm afraid.
1: No, I, I think uh, what's our next one for that. Um Is it Paris? Is it Paris? No, Heidenheim, I think. high so Heidenheim it's next. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that one will be a little more exciting. It is the uh, that was is that the first World Cup, isn't it? Yes. It's after the break. It's, they're always strange, aren't they? So yeah. anyway, um should we move on to the teams then? Yes, please. Yeah. Much more exciting? Uh well we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. That wasn't a yes. Yeah, no, no, it really wasn't. Uh so in the teams. I'm not going to go through all the teams. I'm just going to go straight to the semifinals. Okay. Right. So our first semi semi-final was Korea versus Italy with Italy winning uh, 45-31. Oh, that's so, a comfortable win. Yeah. Interesting team from uh, from Italy here. It's Marco Ficera, Palopietso, and Gimini. All right. Okay. Uh, so no Santorelli was was on the piece that I saw anyway. Mm-hmm. Might have been earlier on, but that, that was basically, or Garozzo. Yeah, uh, so interesting. I don't know if uh, maybe somebody can correct me, but I wasn't didn't think that Chimini was on the team yet. So anyway, interesting team. I thought yeah, the other semi final was Hungary versus Russia. Poor old Hungary get a bit of a pasting from Russia, uh, and it finishes forty five twenty
0: nine. Yeah, that's that's not close.
1: Yeah, so that's so because it's a team we've got the third fourth playoff and then a one two playoff as well. Yes, right. So uh, let's start with our with the first. Uh, third fourth playoff it's Hungary versus Korea uh, a classic of the genre mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so uh, yeah I'm just going to talk you through it let's go through it period by period <laughs> oh, do, you, do you have to yep <laughs> uh, should I make myself comfortable make yourself comfortable uh, right. leg one scrapped to nil nil after a minute uh, that's uh, Bertha versus Park leg two scrapped uh, nil nil Redley versus Creon two minutes on the clock first point scored at 2.09 I think they might have been going for uh Non-competivity again, but mm. somebody accidentally scored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate when that <laughs> I, really hate it. I think they hated it what happened. Um, that was uh, Na scoring against the Na's the tall Korean with the French grip. Right. I think he's quite young. He might be 22 now. Okay. Right. So there's a bit, there's a bit of fencing goes on in this one. Uh, it finishes 1-3, but it's scrapped with 1 minute 12 on the clock. So we're now into the fourth period and the score is 3-1. So the fourth period is scrapped at 0-0, with two minutes left on the clock. That's Berta versus Quion. Hmm. Period at leg five is scrapped at 1-1-2. Uh, one, one, so Closie versus Parks. so want now- out
0: now... see, under our, our exciting, brave new world of non-combativity, the match mm-hmm. will be over. Pretty much, yep. Yeah. Somebody would have been, who would have been, who, who would have, have lost? Been,
1: uh, <laughs> Russia would have lost that one. Right, okay. Because they, they, were, they were behind, frankly, uh, sorry, Hungary, what am I saying? Hungary uh, would have lost that one because, frankly, they weren't fencing at this point. Yeah. Uh, so they deserved to have lost. That one. <laughs> I love the Hungarians, but this was, they were the ones that were really passive. Right. Uh, we know that the Koreans can stare at the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, we've seen them do that. Sure and I've, I've really, really sure immense, pe-
0: immense patience, I yeah. think
1: you say more positive description okay uh, and we know that the Hungarians can attack but they decided to try and outstair it was like a paint staring match mm. uh, it was terrible honestly it, I, I was losing the will to live at this point uh, so the, a period. leg six is actually where we get some fencing it actually goes to time it's actually pretty exciting there's some good hits in this one uh, it's Redley versus Nah um, it fin- the leg finishes 3-6 and the final scores for the teams in th- this is the sixth leg are uh, 11 to Korea Eight to Hungary. Mm-hmm. Period seven, the only thing worth noticing, uh, worth mentioning, is that Queen executes an excellent flick to arm. It's really something, a thing of beauty. I thought, finally, we're getting ourselves some fantastic fencing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't really sort of spark to life. It's just hit for hit. We go for a few hits. We we get we scrap it up to 1610. Um, uh, so Queen's are at 1610. And then both fences just say, I've had enough of that. 48 se- seconds left on the clock. To be fair, I didn't blame Ciclase too much for not wanting to do this because, although I'm saying it was kind of hit for hit moment, uh, every time he did any kind of commitment on stepping forward, Queen would just hit him. So yeah. it was kind of he was getting he was getting the hits, but you had to get Queen to come out of come out of his cage. It just wasn't working for him. Anyway, in leg eight, now this is there's some really good fencing now. In, in leg eight, uh, Nas uses his considerable reach against Bertha. Uh, I mean, the guy has arms longer than my legs. I mean, seriously, That's what it looks like. Some really, really nice fleshes in this one as well from Berta. But, uh, and it's really good. It really scraps. It kind of sparks the life now and finishes at 27 to 19. Okay. For the so there's like a whole pile of hits going yeah, in there. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah. so uh, what's that again? That's what, 49 roughly? Yeah. So it's like a whole DE, a, a whole DE match in those, those three minutes. It's pretty good, actually. You should, that's, that's the one leg I think everyone should check out. If you are <laughs> okay, gonna so just skip through the, skip the first, this, first the, seven the, legs. Yeah. Then. Uh but in in leg nine though it's it's kind of all over for the Hungarians. They just ha- the deficit's too big. Didn't put enough effort in earlier in the match, basically. Yeah. And uh part just finishes it off. Uh it finishes thirty eight twenty three. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not gonna apologize I'm not I'm not I can not be an apologist for Epi. When it's when it's boring to watch, it's boring to watch. And because Yeah, you've got to call it We've got to call it what it is. is and yeah. not, not only that, but like it's no wonder that people are coming up with strange, exotic rules. Mm. If this is what if this is what the team looks like, and we all know that the team's important when it comes to qualification. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, that that sort of thing is what takes it really drives my patience. Anyway, into the final. This is actually not a bad. It's not a high-scoring final, but it's actually not that bad. Okay. Uh, it's Russia versus Italy. So our first pairing is um, Bida of Russia. It's mm-hmm. not, not a fence that I remember very much of. Sergey Bida. Yes. Yes, 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 that's right, yeah. Uh, up against Cimini. It's scrapped after uh, two points. There's two minutes left on the clock and they just call it quits after Cimini scored a couple of really nice hits. Right. And I was honestly, I was kind of disappointed because I thought, oh, that's, this, this is good, really yeah. going to be like good. Like more of this. Yeah, 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 more of that, please. Uh, the next matchup is Kudos versus Fichera. It's kind of the same thing in reverse. This time Kudos scores two nice hits on Fichera. Again, for Fachero, for whatever reason, can't attack. Mm. Kodos is just beating him because he's, he's he's baiting him and then he's picking him off. It takes a while to get there, but uh Kodos scores the two hits, it's 36 seconds left on the clock, they call it quits. It's uh, the next matchup is Sukov versus Pizzo. Uh obviously it's Pizzo, he doesn't he doesn't hang around. He's no slouch, but so he runs at Sukov endlessly, that's what it looks like, runs nice. around the place. And I see you endlessly, it only lasted for about a minute and a half before the call it quits, but Sukov had already hit Piso three times by this point. Ah, right. So I think Piso's maybe not on form. Ah, uh-huh. Right? So he's doing his usual thing, but he's maybe not quite yeah, there. Not yet. Not quite it, on it yeah. yet. Yeah. So uh, that ends five two. Uh the next matchup is Kodos versus Chimini. Um actually this is this is this is one of the ones where I was like, yuck. There's lots of the they defence and there's lots of movements, and Chimini scores first. And then there's a couple of doubles, and it finishes seven six, and they call it quits at 22 seconds on the clock. There's kind of like they were both kind of trying to make something of the match at this point. I think uh, the Italians must have watched what happened to the Hungarians and thought we kind of need to put put the effort in. Yeah, before it gets out of reach. It's, yeah, before you the know. match stretches away from us. Yeah, yeah. Um, leg five is Bida versus Pizzo. That was just scrapped at two minutes. Pizzo just couldn't land a hit and wasn't willing to risk what happened to him versus Sukov. Yeah. Kind of don't blame him in that, in this kind of one. So they just call it quits after the after the minute. So we roll into leg six. Now, the score, remember, at this point is 7-6. Hmm. So it doesn't sound great, but up until leg six, it's not, not bad. There's some hit, there's some nice hits and stuff. This is uh, Sukov versus Fichera. Uh, Sukov scores another hit, and then Fichera just calls it, calls it quits. Right. So I thought, oh, this is, this is not, not more of this. It's 8-6 now. Uh, leg 7 is Kodos versus uh, Pizzo um, right so Pizzo decides that he's going to go for it this time and he, he goes for it right really really goes for it and finally the Italians actually uh, get level at 10 all uh, and then he manages to score another hit uh, it's just a, a it looked a bit like a fluky hit kind of like one of those ones <laughs> where you, you prep me hit it's like oh, hold on, fair enough much, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you go, so they're 11-10 so, so uh, up uh, and then it's just hit for hit it's like a flurry of hits from both, both sides. Actually, really exciting stuff. Uh, really, really great. Uh, really, really great hits to the leg, to the arm. Stop hits. All kinds of stuff. Pete's are doing his usual strange movements and things mm-hmm. and freaking out his opponent. There's still one minute on the clock, but we've went from eight six up to nineteen eighteen for the right. Russians. That's a few. That's a few hits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Tons of hits. It's, it's actually quite good. So we're nineteen eighteen. We go into the the eighth leg. Uh, this is Sukov versus Chimini. Uh, Chimini immediately levels it. Literally out just walks up and hits him right. Sukhov's like what the hell happened there uh, there's loads of loads of, of uh, sort of bouncy movements in this one and neither sounds really sort of dominant Jimini does I think what I'd call a classic epi hit which is a ducking stop hit to arm it's like, oh, look at that oh, give me some more of that uh, and then Sukhov immediately does the same thing and oh, there's a round of applause change, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, uh, Sukov gets the timing on this one and uh, Jimmy just can't hold him off and it, the leg finishes 25-22. Uh, so not quite as many hits as the previous leg, uh, but not bad actually. Uh, right, and then we get into the final leg and we get what I call proper epi. Right?
0: Oh <laughs> uh-huh.
1: right. Right. Uh, no, no, this is actually not too bad. Uh, both fencers actually go for it. They're right. really going at it hammering tone. but nothing actually, ha- no one scores until 40 seconds. Uh, four seconds are left and that's when Ficera finally scores Bida scores a couple of times Ficera continues to pressure Uh, he's trying to get Bida to break I think and Ficera keeps piling the pressure to eventually get to sort of 26-25 and I actually thought that Ficera has finally come on form we're going to see like a great sort of comeback here and then bizarrely Bida's shoe falls off Falls off Yeah his shoe falls off So they have to stop So he can tie his shoe back on again <laughs> And that Unfortunately that breaks Vecchera's Yeah just, that's just what happens His shoe fell off <laughs> That really breaks Vecchera's rhythm At that point And I think that played Into Beda's game uh, He scores the next hit And then after that point Vecchera just can't make a, a dent in it And it finishes uh, 31-27 And it's like At that point it's There's like a second And a half in the clock So yeah. Marco just says Enough of that yeah, And, and, we, yeah. and we finish on that So it was a much better final than, uh, than the third The third fourth playoff I had high hopes For that Hungarian Korea match Yeah I thought it entirely, either, entirely failed to materialise Yeah I thought It was going to be a lot of stuff. We get to see lots of Fluid fencing from uh, The Koreans Maybe some like Pragmatic and Sort of interesting stuff From the, the Hungarians But none, none of that happened yeah. The Hungarians just outstared the Sorry The Koreans just outstared The Hungarians And that was that Okay So we got We get a Russian win we get a Russian win Yeah
0: Yeah Happy yeah. Happy-ish
1: Ish, I think I would like the the Italians are more interesting to watch. Mm. I mean, the Russians are competent, but they don't exactly inspire a lot of kind of love. Yeah, defensive. I mean,
0: I, I think I think we said that before that yeah. uh, they're they're a kind of charisma light.
1: Yeah, uh, I think of the Russians. I think it's Bida actually is the one that I like watching the best. I think he's the one that's the most sort of exciting. Whereas Kudos and Sukov are just efficient. mm-hmm I think it's the only way you can kind of describe them. They're just efficient. Uh there's nothing exciting or dynamic about them. But bede has got a really nice kind of energetic style, lots of pressure on the hand and leg before going to the body, that kind of stuff. Right. So. Well, hopefully see more of him. Yeah, exactly. If we're
0: gonna see more more Russian success in men's yeah, epi. Indeed. Okay Dog. So that was so that was Byrne overall? Mm, six out of ten. Mm, okay. Sounds, sounds generous. Uh, Compared to your your early description of it, yeah,
1: I think I think because I watched Burn, how many weeks ago was it now? Two weeks, a couple of weeks, yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think what's happened is is it's a time for sort of my, my sort of anger has got sort of subsided. <laughs> it sort <laughs> of went from a sort of a burning rage to kind of a, just a dull kind of, sort of, resign, of simmering, simmering resentment. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on then. Um, back to Algiers for yes. uh, the sort of second weekend. Did you not feel uh, when you
1: are yeah. watching this that you've seen this before? Uh, yeah, Well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, that,
0: that car looks familiar.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so time for some women's fall from Algiers. And um, it's the return of the Mamatletas, as I believe they're uh, affectionately termed mommy athletes, with uh, Elisa De Francisco and uh, Martina Battini returning from uh, varying lengths of, of maternity leave.
1: I was going to ask you what that word meant. No, no, no. Yeah. Mamatletas. Mam- ma- how would you pronounce it? Mamatletas. Mamatletas. I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's a nice phrase. It, I guess so. Yeah. Would you like to be called like fencing dad? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Really? Oh, okay. Well, all right.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I mean that's a that's a, a self ad, self adopted. Uh, oh, so term. it's not like it's yeah. not
1: like someone like everyone's pointing on the sides and calling them that. Oh, no, I see. Right. No, no, okay. No,
0: it's, a, it's a social media hashtag. Used by, used by both? Oh, excellent. Oh well. So yeah, so Elisa De Francisco DeFrancisco, uh, Olympic champion in 2012, silver medalist mm-hmm. in 2016 world champion at
1: least at least once, maybe twice on top of that. Probably but Sally's rival. Oh no, that was Trellini, was it not? Uh
0: Trellini's similar age, but there's a slight overlap. Yeah. But yeah, hugely decorated. Fencer, mm-hmm. uh, Martina Bettini. Fenced a couple of events early last season, but it's had basically a, a, a year out. Mm-hmm. I mean a lot less decorated than, than DiFrancisco, De but you know, a long, a long standing member yeah. of the yeah. the Italian team. Mm-hmm. And uh both making a, a pretty good run at it. Um we'll we'll go through. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad day out Not for a them. bad day, yeah. Um so our, our early departures. Inspir Bakri uh, Ariana again going out in the sixty four. Well good. Uh Eleanor Harvey, Leona Ebert, Pina of Russia, Nicole Ross, and Singer Prescott and and Sawyer all going out in the all going out in the sixty yeah. four. Uh yep, some some early carnage there. Mm-hmm. In the start of the of the 64. Uh Lee Kiefer and Camilla Mancini mm-hmm. both going out in the 32. And Isori Tibus going out in the sixteen. So it gave us a quarter final lineup of Ina Daraglasova mm-hmm. uh against Martina Favoretto, which was a a fairly dull Deraglazzova win with a with a ten eight. Alright. Uh, wasn't wasn't
1: one to set the pulse racing it was it's just like me in the ep like a little make bit it stop, gonna, uh, make it stop make it stop well I'm I'm
0: gonna gloss over it and say that was it. you know okay, <laughs> Derek wins, wins ten eight okay second quarter final Sarah Zuma of uh, Japan mm-hmm. beat Anastasia Ivanova of Russia mm-hmm. eleven seven mm-hmm. again another relatively low scoring one yep so you know we talked about non-combativity mainly as a, an yeah, issue in epi, but um, yeah a couple of matches there that. Would Potentially have, yeah. would have drawn a bit of attention from that. But those
1: are the Epi and Women's foil are the, are the are men and women's epi and women's foil are the ones that are going to be affected by this the most. Yes. By a long, long mark. Yeah.
0: Quarter final three, the aforementioned Lisa Di Francisco mm-hmm. um beat uh Larissa Korobynokova. Kova, right. uh, whose name I always struggle with in Russia. Uh fifteen ten and Martina Bettini uh beat mm-hmm. world champion Lisa Volti Volpe. And teammate, fifteen eleven in the final <laughs> quarter final. So, yeah. Welcome back. Yes. <laughs> so, semi-final one, um, Zuma against Derek Lazova Derek Lazova takes an early lead, looks pretty well in control of the thing at 6-2 mm-hmm. up. Really active style from from Zuma for, you know, she's a, a less familiar name perhaps in, yeah, in, yeah. in these later stages than uh, the likes of Derek Lazova Makes a lot happen, lots of jumping about and that sort of constant movement mm-hmm. and changing the distance and unusual sort of rhythms in her footwork yeah. uh did did seem to play on derek lasova's mind to a certain degree you know it allowed azuma to get back into it and levels at 6 all, and then actually went into a lead went up went up 10-7 mm-hmm. and and really pr- pretty much holds that lead i mean it was a, a fairly evenly paced fight azuma's attacks had a a real a real venom about it, a real sharpness about it, I mean. oh i thought so, so yeah we'll we'll set up with lots lots of movement and again uh, never a never a stationary target for, mm. for Derek over to you know to set the, mm-hmm. set the sights on
1: and well yeah I mean I watched this as well and I thought in the first period I thought it was going to be a Derek a walkover because yeah. it finished at like well, 4-1 whatever it was and I thought oh I, I didn't think because Azuma there's quite a big height difference I didn't oh, think yeah. Azuma was was managing Derek Lozova's reach very well but it was like a different Azuma came out so I don't know what a coach said to her in the one minute because it was like a different Azuma that came out in the second period yeah jump about more yeah jump around <laughs> yeah Stick the well. pointy bit in her <laughs>
0: Yep. So Azuma closes out with a for, for a fifteen twelve win. Mm-hmm. And um, a real noticeable thing about the the end of the fight, a couple of really good video reviews. Uh, yeah, From, so. from Azuma yeah, uh, yeah. Chose chose well. Had a you know had a good look to the, to our coach. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Get gets the nod. Coffee call, yeah. call or video video yeah. review here and um, yeah. a couple of good overturns there to mm-hmm. to finish things off. So yeah, Derek over departs
1: in the in the semi-finals. Mm-hmm. I was going to say there was one hit that I really liked in it. I think it might be is it the final hit? I'm not sure. Uh, where Zuma scores with literally like a toe
0: still on the piece hanging on. Yes, uh, I'm not sure if it's the last hit actually, now or
1: it's one, one close anyway. to finish. Fourteenth hit, perhaps. Oh, when I saw that, I was actually like, oh, everybody. I was watching this at work. Yeah, like, ooh, like that. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> wondering what you're
1: looking at. Yeah. So
0: the second semi-final, De Francisco against uh, Batini. Level at 14-0, 4 uh, mm-hmm. rather, rather, um, at the first break. And after that, Bettini, I don't know whether she got tired or whether yeah. there was some sort of subtle change in Di Francisco's movement or setup. up, but she, uh, Bettini starts to miss yeah. and it goes from 4-4 to 9-4. She literally can't hit her. Yeah, exactly. It uh, seems to be doing a lot of the right things, setting things up well. Yeah. Couldn't get a light on. Yeah. And um De Francisco, despite, you know, two and a bit years absence, mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty calmly finishes it off. Really, yeah. it was a, uh, it was ruthless.
1: Uh, I'd forgotten the other thing I said to you is I'd forgotten how tall Bettini was. Yeah,
0: she she's uh, well, o- like, over six feet tall.
1: I, well, I mean, like different. just uh is not that tall either. I was like, and she looked small. Yeah, you it's. Uh, but I mean, you can
0: see you can see Bettini's frustration at the end of it. Yeah. that uh, may, maybe not a fight that she expected to win. I don't yeah. know. it's hard hard to be sure when you're fencing someone who's not. He's not been in action for a couple of years, but yeah, it looks like she was just annoyed that either she was, she'd run out of steam or mm-hmm. couldn't get a point on. And yeah. after you know, after a the absence, that it's understandable, you, you can understand why that, that would mm-hmm. happen. But uh, uh, a good return, yeah, a good return. So, on to the final, Francisco against Azuma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, a non combativity, yeah, one all first period, yeah, <laughs> not great. <laughs> um, but DiFrancisco starts to find her reins, mm-hmm. controlling things a bit more and gets a gets a bit of a lead, goes f- goes five one up and yeah. kind of kind of feared for Azuma um at that point that it was a, a fight that was start, starting to get away from mm-hmm. her. But um she she pulls her back and again lots of lots of action. Yeah. And even though the hits aren't coming coming thick and fast, she kind of edges away back yeah. into it gets back to five. Five four down and then loses it. Yeah, just ah. it. you know she's she's done all that hard work to to get she's back into the fight, and then Elisa goes on a a huge run of hits. I think she goes eleven four up or something. It's, yeah. a, it's suddenly a uh, a fight that Azuma effectively really can't win. Yeah, that almost seems to kind of liberate her a, a little bit. In that she, you know, I've, well, made, I, I've made a mess of this in the middle of the yeah. middle of the fight, but I might as well have a bit of a go at it now to see if I can salvage something.
1: Well, I said to you at the time it's like I didn't think Azuma. I didn't think Azuma. I thought Azuma was always able to get back into this.
0: Yeah, was, I mean, because her her style is so active and she makes so much happen. Mm-hmm. There's always, you know, while, almost while there's time in the clock. There's mm-hmm. a it's a possibility, and she yeah. does she does draw it back to to some degree to get to get to eleven 8. Mm-hmm. Um But again, De Francisco's experience um, yeah. comes to four, and yeah. it's a can't finish, runs down the time. Mm-hmm. Azuma scrapping away, trying to. Trying to give herself a shout towards the finish, but uh, a 15-11 win
1: and a and a triumphant return. Yeah, and I say I still think Azuma could have won it. I just think maybe her tactics weren't quite there against someone like different. And obviously, you've just got so experienced. Yeah, she's got probably got like a million plans that she can just put into practice. Whatever situation she's put into, she could probably switched to Plan Z or something. <laughs> you know, uh, but Azuma, I thought it was it was always just within reach for her if she just could unlock her. And lock whatever was required to win. And she, I mean, she never, she never looked out,
0: never looked out, but never looked quite like she was going to string enough of a run of yeah. hits together to yeah. to actually really take control of the fight at any yeah. stage. Whereas, uh, uh, Francisco looked like she had that ability to yeah. to, to string them together and and see the fight out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm in terms of a style, not entirely my cup of tea. Uh, no francisco it's not it's not thrilling fencing no but it's super smart it's the same way that i'm i'm not a massive fan of derek Gozova yeah both of them are thoroughly competent well put together balanced technically excellent tactically yes. very smart fencers neither of their their styles particularly sort of stir stir my soul yeah but it's 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 an incredibly impressive returner after mm-hmm. a after a two year absence
1: yeah so. imagine imagine being imagine being on the italian uh, foil women's foil team. Well, For the last couple of years, I, and- I, I'm I'm going to come to this. Oh, actually. okay, yeah. It's uh, it, it is a bit of a talking
0: point when we when we get to the teams. Our semi-final lineups were France against Italy and uh, Russia against Hungary. Now Hungary beat reigning world champions mm-hmm. uh, USA in the last eight by a score of. Now let me just check this again. Yeah, Hungary beat USA 39 28. Now the Capcom YouTube channel, Capcom who were providing the, the live stream yeah. for the, both the Algiers events, mm. it's pretty hard to navigate so I could not find the actual footage of this this match yeah, which well, it, it well, must be there because I went in and had a look at the scores and USA were actually a couple of hits up mm-hmm. going into the final leg and then the scores show that uh, Fanny Christ of Hungary beat Lee Kiefer 16-1 <laughs> and I, I can't
1: get your head around it yeah. no
0: and that's right and I, I really wanted to actually go and see what happened there because I, I can't mm. I can't visualise any sort of scenario where that sort of score line would actually happen yeah so barring injury injury is the only one that I can think of mm-hmm.
1: so um, there's always a chance that you said it was Fanny Christ didn't you yeah, yeah. A good fencer but there's always a chance that it, for whatever reason it just clipped on for that one moment yeah and she, has, and she just went absolutely it's no absolutely
0: crazy <laughs> and just yeah um, gives gives the Key for an absolute gobbing, but I
1: still can't see it. No, no, I, I, I quite literally I'm, can't I'm putting, see it. I'm, I'm so putting two pieces be... in my mind at the moment. Yeah, and I'm kind of merging them together and sort of how it would work. How how would this unfold? Exactly. It's like it's no, like can't see it. It's like two bits of Lego that don't fit together. It's, yeah, you know, like yeah, where the, instru- where's the instruction two now, two know?
0: bits of jigsaw piece yeah. left and exactly. they don't they don't fit into the gaps.
1: Yeah, yeah. one's it's, one, one's a, a foot of a horse, the other ones I don't know <laughs> a horn a horn for a tractor. You know, yeah, these don't fit together.
0: Yeah, so. If anyone did watch that uh, and can find the find the YouTube link, please please send it to because I'm really curious to, to just know, to, sort of to know what happened there.
1: Talk about Capcom quickly. Um, I find it really hard to find all the matches uh, for Burn as well because mm-hmm. they, they did it for Burn as well. Uh, the team in particular was just a nightmare. It took me ages to find the final because I didn't watch it on the day. I had to go watch it on catch up, and I think like I think the last last one on the list is the third fourth playoff. And then the final is right in the middle for some reason. It took me ages to find it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard going. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a well presented. Um, so, so if Mister Capcom's channel. listening, could you number the episodes, please, that or something, or something like that, which yeah. causes the list to sort itself out? Yeah, that would be extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. So anyway,
0: on to our semi-finals. France beat Italy in the first semi-final, forty-five 39
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, t- I mentioned this about you know if you're in the Italian team at the moment, the Italian Mm -hmm. women's foil team um, at this event uh, was Alicia Volpe, Mm -hmm. Cipresa, Uh Favoretto, and Mancini. (laughs) Do (laughs) you What? Over the last year, couple of years, certainly Mancini and and Cipresa have appeared pretty regularly in the team. Mm -hmm. Favoretto uh, seems to have replaced um, Erigo for this one. And of course you've got Matini and DiFrancisco Francisco returning after after an absence, and you can't help feeling that uh, three out of the four starters will not be in the Italian team when the Olympics comes round. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: is is the reality of the situation. I yeah. think it's I think it's fair to say. I mean, maybe proved wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Italians are working on a new team here. Maybe they know something that we don't know.
0: Uh, I mean, that's that's perfectly possible but yeah would you rather have that team or Volpe uh a fit and focused Arrigo, De Francisco and Batini as your starting four
1: well i'd always like that team yeah but how how would you feel though if you've been on the team for i don't know a year and all of a sudden these fences return and the the powers it be just say thanks but no thanks
0: well i mean they've not replaced them yet no uh, but I think when it comes to who comes to shove that
1: you well um, I mean what's was, the next event performance foil I'm not sure We we'll have to double check that because yep. you'll get a hint from that I think
0: uh, I think there's a good chance that'll be this team or a team very like it for the next World Cup because uh, Bettini and Di Francisco's results have pushed them up into top 50 or so mm-hmm. so they've still got to prove themselves a little but bit but still, still only with one one yeah. counting result
1: yeah <laughs> Awesome. Can you imagine though? A couple of years off, have a kid, come back, win a World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: yeah, so so France beat Italy 45 39, and uh, Russia put Hungary back in their place with a 45 right. 26 win. Okay. Italy beat Hungary a, a, a little more, a little closer with this one, with a 43 36 in the third, fourth place okay. playoff. And the final between France and Russia was an absolute. Ding dong battle! It was uh, tremendous stuff. Oh, right. Not massively high scoring, mm-hmm. but lots of action. Not, not really through a lack of effort. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. sitting dancing around, looking at each other, not, not doing anything. Yeah. France were down after the seventh leg, five hits down at thirty four, thirty four twenty nine down, and then strong final, final two legs from Anita Blaze, a relatively mm-hmm. new starter. You for see, the, that's for a the cool name. Anita Anita is good, it is That's yeah. quite a cool name. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And he was uh, all right. Okay, give them a, a thirty-seven, thirty-six, thirty-six right. win. Um, and yeah, thrilling stuff. And yeah, good to see French on French on the top of the podium. It was yeah. a strong performance. Good one. But a bit of a surprise,
1: probably because the Americans weren't around.
0: Well, something terrible happened to the Americans. Yeah. In the in the quarterfinals, I'd love to be able to tell you exactly what it was, but I can't because I can't find it. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, good result for France. Mm-hmm. A little more disappointment from Italy, but with the prospect of better times ahead, yeah, I suspect indeed. in the team event. Indeed.
1: So that was hmm. our well, news. just left the, the the tournament hall set up for the two different events?
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So just like
1: that, event's over. Just put a dust cover over it
0: for four days or something. It's not very long. Oh, I guess it's, yeah. you know it's successive weekends. Yeah. Do, do the do the saber finishes on the Sunday. Clear off all the sabers. Mm-hmm. Women's foilists come in. A couple of days training in the venue. We're all good to go on the Friday again.
1: I kind of like that consistency. I kind of like it. It's a bit more professional. Okay. It's better than the kind of ramshackleness. Like, you have two events in Cancun. One event you don't even get to see unless it's from (laughs) the shoddy handheld phone. The other one is kind of in a space station. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they're separated by months and. Oh, well, actually, maybe not this year because, uh, well. Previously Cancun Women's Foil was the season opener mm-hmm. and it's not now. Yeah. Because we had odd So maybe they will do something similar for the Cancun maybe Women's Foil <laughs> and then following it up with uh, the uh, was it Sabre yeah. Sabre Grand Prix? Mm-hmm. That would be good. Yeah. Especially if we could get to see everything. Yeah, exactly. That would be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, that covers our well, that's the the first round of mm-hmm. World Cups so at all, all the
1: weapons. Mm-hmm. Mostly pretty good, I think. Yeah, I wasn't quite so enamoured of the the Epi that I saw.
0: No, and we didn't see any of the the women's Epi from Talon. So yeah, is yeah. perhaps on a bit of a downer at the moment in terms of I did look for the uh, Talon either, stuff. Yeah and I can't know.
1: find it in, I looked again, still can't find it. What's that what is that all about? It's
0: vanished. Yeah. It's vanished. Unless you're a Estonian mm-hmm. T V subscriber. Who knows?
1: If there's any Estonians out there want to send me some links, Feel free. I will watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even I might do that. Mm. So what have we got coming up over the kind of holiday period, which we're uh, kind of approaching with yep. unseemly haste, <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of interviews that we've uh, we'll we'll recorded earlier on in the year. Uh-huh. Uh, your your first interview, yes, uh, with Doctor Lindsay
1: Bottoms, yes. a exercise physiologist. Uh, yeah, I think that's basically. She's a sports scientist. Yeah, yeah. And she specialises in kind of. Uh, I don't actually. I'd, I'd have to go back to Lindsay and get go back over that again. <laughs> an official description? Yeah. of I don't know what the what, official. What do you do you do? I just call her a sports scientist. Yeah, it's a good yeah. description. Um,
0: and a, a fascinating interview which I've had a, had a good listen mm-hmm. to already, and an interview that I did with uh, Jason Rogers, uh, Olympic team right. silver medalist, mm-hmm. um, for the American saber team, mm-hmm. and the man behind the BetterFencer dot com website, which cool. is a, a a tremendous resource which I would highly recommend. So, mm-hmm. we'll release those two interviews between. Oh, I don't know, now and whenever we actually do our next one where we're we're together talking about stuff. Yeah. So over the over the kind of holiday mm-hmm. period. Who knows?
1: Are we gonna do a cool Spencer? Well yes, I think we could. Uh, um because
0: we've
1: got a few options. Okay, let's go for it. Let's run through some options.
0: Well, we can go for our our three winners in the, mm-hmm. the events that we talked about. Uh Lisa Di Francisco returning after a two year break and mm-hmm. childbirth and Sure. Coming back to back to a win. Mm-hmm. Minobi winning winning no, Baron?
1: I'm not putting Minobi forward to win coolest fencer if he's one nine all.
0: Okay, I mean I'm, I'm offering you the chance here to have an epiest winning coolest fencer on the planet. No. Japanese Epiest.
1: Uh, he's got to do one better. One of your favourites. But he's he, he he can do better.
0: Ooh. Harsh words. Yeah, he can do better. Ha Han Soul stepping into oh, the, he was good, yeah. stepping mm-hmm. into the shoes of uh, mm-hmm. Kim Jong un mm-hmm. winning the first World Cup of the season. And showing that, well, King's dead. Long live the King. Long
1: <laughs> live well, the King. Long live the new King. There's always a, there's always a King. Always
0: one waiting. Yeah. Yep. And I think the left field one mm-hmm. because in the two and a bit years that we were doing this podcast, he's never been our coolest fencer on the planet, and he wasn't even fencing. Oh. Kim Jong-un. Oh, because... He's gone, I'm world champion, and I've had enough of this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to Stop.
1: That's a tempting one. That's quite cool, isn't it? See, if you'd seen the Hungarian versus USA women's football team, I might have pitched for that
0: because Maybe, yeah. there's
1: something exciting going on there, and I'd like to know what it is. Me too. Uh, ooh, yeah, comes a good shout. Mm. I think so. Yeah,
0: it's a, a belated acknowledgement of it's, his achievement and his leadership of Korean men's saber over the last yeah. fifteen years.
1: Late on our part, mm-hmm. but I think so, and I think. It's like, about time. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. I like that. Okay. That's like a, a suitable swan song for him to go off with a crown on his head. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a Final belated acknowledgement exactly. from us about how
0: amazing he's been for for Korea.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's do that then.
0: Okay, our coolest fencer on the planet is Kim Jong-Wan. Yay! Even though he's no longer a fencer.
1: Even though he's no longer a fencer,
0: yeah. Yep. So that uh, pretty much wraps it up from mm-hmm. us. Apart from our two interviews that we'll be releasing between now and now and yeah when we go to
1: Paris yes indeed and that's the second weekend in January yep
0: it is indeed so Mm. uh, looking forward to that Mm. very much me too yeah so that's enough of this okay I'll see you next time see you then